episode 14, another soliloquy. Let me know after you listen if you be feeling the same way. Thanks for stopping by. Today's uh, soliloquy, we'll be talking about um, some retirement things that uh, have been on my mind. And not my own retirement, but, um, you know, I, I did MC work, the master ceremonies for a, a fellow brother, a mass chief who just retired Friday, last Friday. And it was a, uh, it was always, it's always, first off, it's always such a huge honor to be asked to be an uh, MC or to partake in any part of a retirement ceremony. Huge, huge honor. And the MC part, I believe even more so because, you know, many people, active duty a lot of times, they're like, they think the retirement ceremony is about them. And it's really not. You know, it's um selfishly, we think that it is, but so much more it's about the family and giving the family the, the courtesy and the honor of sending their loved one you know, ashore for that last time and letting them experience and see everything that goes into a retirement ceremony. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, a lot of planning, and sometimes it comes off executed very well, and other times, not so much. And as an active duty member or even a retiree, you usually can see which ones maybe had more practice or which ones were taken more seriously than others and all of that, right? So there we are, we're doing this retirement ceremony and, uh, you know, COVID still going on and stuff. So we're on the midway. The retiree was limited to how much family and friends he could have there. And so that's a little bit of preface to what we're, we're going to get into. But what's sad is, you know, as I was talking to him, like, hey, you know, is anyone from your previous command we we're stationed together uh, showing up or coming today? And it was just kind of like, nah, you know. Part of it was COVID stuff. He wanted the numbers to go towards family being there. But other part of it was just kind of like, you know, I could, it was kind of like this sense of like forgotten, you know, he'd been forgotten, he'd forgotten them. And it'd been a couple months since he actually, you know, went on terminal, even a couple months since he's actually received his DD-214 because of everything and time and situations and stuff. So he's having a ceremony like a, a time after all that was done. So it just kind of puts it in my mind, like, man, and I think most people know this and understand it, but I think it's a, when you're in that moment and you're seeing it, it just, it, it, you know, it impresses upon you even more. Like you are forgotten so fast. Once you're done being active military, I don't care what anyone says, unless you're actively trying to stick around and be part of it through some kind of military organization or some third party input of, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever branch you're in or whatever it is, right? Unless you're actively trying to still contribute at some high level, but not on, not as an active duty person, but as a, uh, uh, 
uh, for lack of a better word, I think on the political side of contributing to the service, you're forgotten about. You're done. You go on terminal and you're you're just another person and people might mention your name. You might be brought up and people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was awesome person. Great person. Great chief. Great leader. Great friend. Whatever. Maybe not. Maybe they're a piece of shit. Who knows? Whatever the story is. And then they're moving on. It, it was a brief mention and then they're on to the next thing. You're forgotten about. You no longer matter. And people are like, no, that's not true. It's true. Okay? It's true. I just seen it. I and we've all seen it before. All right. And I, like this one of those I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong, but it's sad. It's sad, especially when it comes to some parts of this organization that preach uh, a direct opposite of that, of how maybe uh, you've heard once a chief, always a chief. Yes, you're still a chief, but you are a forgotten and no longer a participating active member, and all the other chiefs don't have time to go and help out. Or it's too busy, it's not on their plate, because it didn't happen immediately when they were concerned with it, so they're no longer concerned. And that's just being 100 with you. Now, there were... um one other active chief there or no no excuse me there's about one two three four i think four active chiefs uh, uh or you know chief e7 above and then uh, uh some retired um nines there helping out and stuff but as far as like actual uniforms and again much of this had to do with numbers covid and you know only so many people could be there but that aside, I don't think there would have been a big difference in showing of support if it was if COVID wasn't happening. It's just not on people's radar. People don't have time for it. And I think in a lot of minds, this person has come and gone, and it's already been two months since they gone, and we got other things we're working on. And it's just sad. It, you know, you sit there and you just think about that because you have the family there, and of course, you know, families in tears and tears of joy and sad and just all of that going on through their mind of all the last, you know, 20 to 30 years of life happening. And now this occasion and it's like, man, how many of us are there to actually support this guy or girl, you know, whatever, whatever situation is. And it's just kind of sad, you know, for, for our organization. Um, again, people are like, yeah, but you know, COVID this and that. Yeah, sure. But, um, I think that's kind of a, a, a quick, easy, weak excuse to be able to not participate and not do do the right thing. But other than that, you know, um, this brother, he asked me uh, last minute, really. He asked me like the Monday, Tuesday before, right? Or the week, uh, maybe like a week. He asked me a week out. Hey, um, one, he just told me like, hey, the retirement ceremony is back on. If you can make it, you know, it'd be cool to see you. And I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, if I can make it. Um, I think I can, I'm pretty sure I can. But then once he asked me, Hey, would you be the MC? I was all in. I was like, yeah, for sure. Send me the script, send me the awards, send me, send me everything you have so I could look through it. So I could practice so I can, you know, see, see what your script says, make sure if there's anything I need to fix or, or, you know, one line change just so it flows better or something, all that. Let me see it. And he sent it over to me and I got working on it, started rehearsing and then uh and and then showed up and you know killed it and 
I, I say killed it, you know, because in, in my mind, I, I always strive to do good. But this is, and I was talking to people there and afterwards, I'm like, hey, good job, good job. I'm like, cool, I appreciate it, thanks. And that's not, that's not for me. That's for the family, right? I'm not there to sound good for myself. I'm there to sound good for the family so they can understand everything that is happening. You know what I mean? So many times we as the, the active duty member participating, we understand and we know what the script says, not just because we read it, but it's a script. It's, it's reused and rehashed time and time again. And we do these things several times, you know, often. So we know what's trying to be conveyed. But if you have an MC that's up there, that's not taking it serious, that, that doesn't want to put in the time and effort to clearly speak and tell the story of what is happening, oftentimes you can be lost or the family can be lost as to like what's going on. What does this mean? What does that mean? And, you know, it's just another thing of like enunciating and pronunciating and, and using inflection of the voice to tell the story of of the traditions so it can have a bigger impact on all in attendance. So it's a memorable, you know, you got to touch all the senses and, you know, I, I tell that to a lot of people, like whenever you're having that communication, it should be, you should be trying to touch all the senses. And, and it was, it was very, um, surprising. You know, we're, we're at the midway doing it. And the, uh, the lady that was like our, um, our point of contact or whatever, if you, if you will, she was coming up she was, Hey, do you have everything? Are you good? Do you need this? Do you need that? And I was like, Nope, I'm good. You know, I got I got this. She's like, do you need some water? Nope. I got a water. You know, I got, I got my script. I got these awards. Okay. I was working with one of these other retired guys that was part of it, helping out with like, Hey, let's line up the awards. Make sure we have all them in order because duh, right? Like any good yeoman now there would be like, of course you have the fucking awards in order, right? You know, so you're not scrambling to find which one or handling the wrong one over or anything like that. So we're doing all that. And, you know, she's coming up to me. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm very surprised that you have like a, you're, you're so organized and everything. I was like, what do you mean surprised? Like in my mind, partly I'm like, I'm a damn chief. Like, how am I going to go into a retirement not organized and ready to go? And, and I'm not saying that out loud. It's just in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I, I you know, spend some time on it this week to make sure, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, um, you'd be surprised how many uh, people come up here to do these retirement ceremonies and she's like, and they'll have just like loose leaf papers and she'll ask them, Oh, are you good? Are you okay? Do you have everything? And they'll just sit there and just lie through the teeth and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then as soon as it starts, the wind picks up because we're, you know, midway flight deck is up. It It's on the bay. It catches wind. And she'll be like, next thing you know, there's just papers flying and they're scrambling to get their papers in order and to make sure they don't fly off the ship. And I'm like, are you like, I cannot imagine that at all. Right. I just can't like who in their mind. I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's a first class retirement, if it's chief, if an officer, whatever, whoever the MC is, whoever those admin people at that command putting that on. I could not imagine them not having the script in uh, uh, plastic sheet protectors in a binder ready to go. But apparently it's a thing. And according to this lady who works at the Midway that coordinates this stuff, it's an often reoccurring thing. And that just like it, it's 
is so sad, right? That that is her level of expectation that when people show up to do a retirement ceremony and which is cool because, you know, if you're doing a uniform inspection, you know, and you, you want to look better, you know, stand next to the dirt bag and you're going to look better. Right. So I felt good about that, but you know, I felt better about the family afterwards, you know, thanking me for, for doing a good job. And, uh, and again, that's not for myself. It just, because it shows that it's important to them. Right. And if they could understand what was being said and, and the message and, and, you know, it hit them in the heart, right. For their, for their husband's retirement. Then I feel that my job was done that, that I did, that I did them a service, right. I did them right by, um, by saying, yes, I would MC it. I took it serious. And, you know, this is a conversation that uh, I've had with many people and some of the closest people I know that are some, you know, my best friend did not have retirement ceremony for his own reasons. Other people, you know, everyone has their own reason of why or why not. And that's cool. I'm a believer that everyone should, because it's not so much for you, but more for your family. On top of that, though, even more importantly, that if you are having a retirement ceremony, that all those involved need to be taking it the most serious. Now, what do I mean by that is like the, the rehearsal, everyone should be at rehearsal. Um, everyone should be at rehearsal. Everyone should be uh, early, extra, extra early to the damn day of the show, right? To, to rehearse a little bit more. Um, people should be practicing at home the script, their part, their whatever. Here's a real popular thing nowadays is to get um, someone, when whenever we recite the watch, right, it's this real popular thing to have whoever's doing the watch to do it from the audience, to just stand up out of nowhere and start reciting the watch and make it this big power emotional show, which is awesome. But unfortunately, so many times whoever's doing that big powerful emotional show is not that good and they did not take it serious enough and they're reading from a note card in their hands what the next line is they're looking for someone to give them a line instead of taking the months practice ahead of time to know their craft and to memorize it flawlessly right it needs to be able to be said like you say the um you know sailor's creed at a board or something you can't mess that up if that's your role okay otherwise don't go for the showmanship. Get up at the damn podium, open up the page, and read it. And even at that, you should not be just looking down into the book, reading the paper, making no eye contact with your audience, right? You should be, you should know it enough where you know where to look up and make eye contact with those people in the audience to make sure that it's being clearly like received on their end as best as it can be. And then, you know, do that. But you know, we had a a master chief there. He's retired. He's very well known, um, I guess, in the San Diego area, especially in the supply world. He he recited the watch, and he he does a very good job, right? He does. He does it from the from the audience. He it's he's you could tell he's been doing it a long time. He knows it. Um, I ain't gonna say he messes up a word. Sometimes the words he puts you know backwards or flips them, but you can't tell that he flipped one word before the other or something, right? Because it is very flawless. 
and he walked upside he walked up one side of the of the uh, audience delivering it take a couple steps pause interact with the audience say the little you know paragraph or two lines two sentences whatever pause again take a couple more steps pause deliver the next line very well executed very well executed and uh it, more people need to take pride in that if they're going to do it like that because that is a great example of how it should be done um you know but like i said i think more people need to take it serious it's something i spoke with my father-in-law who's you know retired about it and it's just like not enough people that are participating they're just like oh yeah you know yeah yeah i'll do it i'll do it i mean you know what's the worst is when you're when you're helping out or you're just participating and they're like oh we're waiting on someone or we're waiting on yeah oh shit you know we don't have a bosun all all of a sudden because this guy couldn't make it in my mind i'm like yo if you volunteered for a position for somebody's retirement how do you how the hell are you not clearing your schedule for that friday morning right unless there's some unforeseen you know major circumstances you need to be there you cannot just be like oh yeah sorry bro here's a text message can't make it today oops are you kidding me it's so bad but it happens and you know we're at um what well, something else someone kind of taught me and it, it was interesting was uh where were we at there was another i think it was uh another retirement or something for someone last year right yeah i think it was last year before everything yeah last year before everything happened and one of these other mass chiefs i was there and i was like yeah why uh uniform for just the audience is like khakis why why are you in your blues i was like well you know, I usually show up in whatever the uniform of the participants is because if they need someone to help out because someone doesn't show, I'm already in the uniform and I can help out. And I thought, man, that's really cool. That's really cool that you would actually think about, you know, the retiree at that level than just, you know, being a instead of just being like, hey, I'm here to support you as an audience member and say my goodbyes but to be ready to support in that emergency thing, which them just doing that shows it happens way too often. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. That they've seen in their career that way too often and way too frequently come morning of retirement. So they, someone needs to get plugged in a hole somewhere. So they raise their hand and they're ready to go. Right. And, you know, hopefully at that nine level, they are they're so squared away and have done this so many times that it doesn't matter what position you put them in they can they could get the job done which is awesome but again that's not everyone that's this one person they think like that not everyone thinks like that and as i was said at the beginning of this not everyone even thinks of you after your terminal leave has started you know and um yeah it just gets me thinking about you know my last five years you know uh I, it's crazy, but I think about you know, what is my retirement going to look like? Am I going to have a um, a ceremony? Yes, I will. I'll be having a ceremony. And, um, you know, just things like who who would I want in it? What would I want it to look like? You know, uh, do I want something small, short and sweet, all that? Um, it's going to be small because I don't have many friends, but that's okay. 
I think uh, the intimacy of something small is more um, impactful for those that are actually there. <coughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's like after that uh, terminal hits, you know, you're quickly forgotten about. People, you know, think about uh, everyone's replaceable. And, you know, I saw something else on this other thing. It's like, yeah, you're replaceable, you know, six to nine months after you get out. No, that's not even true. You've already been replaced, right? That's why they tell us we're training our relief. We're training our relief because our relief is here. And as soon as you're gone, you're just gone. You, you know, they're, they're not waiting to replace you. You're already replaced. You know, oftentimes people say, uh, you know, especially older heads like myself, I guess I'm an older one now, right? Like it's my Navy. It's not even my Navy anymore. I'm 16 years in. It's not even mine. I, I can tell you that. I, I'm a chief in it, and it's not even really mine right now. It's already the next person's. It's theirs. We're, we're Yeah, we got trained to relieve them, or we have to train our reliefs, and they're going to be relieving us. So really, whatever we're doing now <clears throat> is impacting it, but it's theirs. It's theirs to take on our training and see what they're going to do with it. While they're a second class, first class chief, and then already then, they're, you know, it's a long turnover process, I guess, is what I'm getting at, right? But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's wild. I was just really, I didn't want to get this down because Friday, and here's the, so Friday we wrap up. <clears throat> it was, like I said, it was a great ceremony. Um, nothing to do with me. It was a great ceremony because you could feel the, uh, the love and, and how much of the speeches came from the heart. You know, sometimes you hear a speech and, I'll say I'll tell you straight up, it's not some speeches are not good. Um some speeches are not written down and some go, you know, too far left and too far right off off the track of what needs to be said. And I'm not saying you have to write down every word, but I think a good outline of what you want to say about who and this and that is is a good place to start. But um <clears throat> you know, there's some that they don't write nothing down and I think that could be a problem, especially, you know, you you need to be able to, to organize your thoughts for something like that because you don't want something to be left out that you really need to say at that time in that conclusion of your career. But um, so we wrapped it up and uh, it was really fun. The, the whole thing was real fun and the energy level was very high. You could tell like... Uh, they had some outro music going and um it was just it was <laughs> the vibe was like it, it let's it's a fiesta time now right like it's time to party and i loved it the 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 crowd loved it you could just tell that the, everyone was about to go party and celebrate this guy and and his retirement and uh so everyone was hype i was hype it was cool and then you know we're taking some pictures and connecting with a, a few of the like the two shipmates that I knew there because two out of like five and you know we're saying goodbye and I, I was hype I was so hype coming out of there like I'm walking off the midway and I'm like yo let's go man let's let's do this but it's not like um it wasn't a hype like let's go hit the deck plates and start doing work it was just a hype like let's go uh finish my career <laughs> And get on to the other things, right? Because 
these other things are going to be a lot better. And I can't, I can't wait till I'm, I'm in that position, giving that speech, you know, crying my own eyes out and, you know, looking down at my family and everything, you know, let's go do that. Um, but in between that, yeah, you know, let's go get to work and, and, you know, make an impact because that's the other thing, right? Like when you're, when you're listening to these speeches, you hear the impact that others have had on this sailor and that, and the, the impact that he has had on sailors and not from the sailors themselves, because again, there are not, not many people there due to restrictions and numbers, but the impact he's had on his family, right? You know, his, uh, his children gave a speech, each, each of them, and they all had, a, a, you know, it was all a little bit different and you could tell, you know, that the, the, his time away had impacted each a little bit differently. And, and I thought that was very powerful. And these are like grown kids, right? These, these are kids that can give a speech, um, a lot different than when, you know, whenever I retire my kids, I mean, they, they'll be able to talk clearly, but I don't think they'll be giving speeches. So yeah, as I, said, I was coming out of there, my, my level was on like a 10. It was on that, like, like windows down, turn up the music, something good. Plus it's a Friday, you know, it was, it was, yeah, get home, take some shots and just, you know, and I, when I was texting Nikki on the way home, I was like, yo, I can't wait to get home to y'all. I'm so excited. Like I just, I just wanted to be with my family and just love on them because like, that's all that retirement reminded me about. I was like all of that sacrifice is just to get to this moment at the end so you could get back with your family because in the end your family is going to be there right we hope as long as you know there's a lot of things that go into that a lot of hard work but if you if you do all that hard work and you complete it you know successfully your family will be there and his family was there and what wasn't there was very much of the military side right they'll be there as friends but in that moment where you know, other things, they, they weren't there. His family was there. And then just a few military to actually make the ceremony happen. And that's it. And again, some might say, well, you know, COVID restrictions. And I'll say, hey, good uh, good excuse to cop out and, and, and not put forth. Okay, so anyways, uh, that's about all I got for this one. You know, um, it, wherever you're at in your career, if, if you're a uh, lifer, as they say, or a career person, just keep your eyes on that prize, right? 20 years, 24, 26, 30, whatever it is. If it's a rank, a certain rank you want to achieve and then get out, doesn't matter. Keep your eyes on the prize. Put the work in with your family because in the end, your family is what's going to be there. Your family is what you have to come back home to and what you need to, you know, uh, invest in the most. Um, because that that's, that's what's going to be there, man. All right, a- after you're done, the, the the military's gone unless you're hard proactive working on to keep it a part of your life which i don't think many do um and if you do cool well, cool good on you but your family invest in that more than you invest in anything more than you invest in dogecoin or amc or gamestop invest in your family all right that's all i got thanks Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And if you're looking for more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Bravo Zulu podcast. 
And don't forget that the information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of myself, Joshua Moore, and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, the DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. We're just keeping it real and having fun. Thanks for joining us.